Is it still possible to do missions in the midst of a global pandemic? Stick around while we talk about this very question today on Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Mark Brecker, and I'm the host for the Here at Home podcast. And thank you for joining us. We'll be bringing you a fresh new episode every other week, and we would love to have you be a part of our Here at Home podcast community. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll get each episode delivered straight into your podcast player. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with your friends. On today's Here at Home podcast, we will be discussing how a church can continue to engage in missions even in the middle of a pandemic. And I couldn't think of anyone better to be our guest for this conversation than McGregor's own mission pastor, Mr. Wade Harmon. Welcome, Wade, to the Here at Home podcast. It is a pleasure to be here. Oh, man. We've been looking forward to this day for a long time. A long time. It's been a long time coming. I know. And I just, like I said, not only are you the perfect person for this topic, but but you're the perfect person for the first episode of the Here at Home podcast. So, man, I'm so glad you're sitting across the table from Thank me. Thank you. It already Thank feels comfortable, doesn't it? It feels comfortable. No, no pressure. We're just here. Yeah. Well, let's let the folks get to know you yep. as our guest. So, yep. how long have you been coming to McGregor? Uh, I came onto staff uh, just a little over 15 years ago in the fall of 2005. 15 years ago. Yep. Wow. And yep. what is your title position here at McGregor? Uh, Pastor of Missions and Evangelism. All right. Tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, I'm so blessed to be married to my wife, uh, Janie, uh, 33 years. We have three grown children in their 20s. Robert lives out in LA. Brooke uh, lives in Kansas City. And Conrad's here in Fort Myers. Awesome. Awesome. So we have served together for 15 years then, I guess. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, our topic for today's podcast is, can you still do missions in the midst of a global pandemic? And we're going to hopefully get to some kind of answer to that question, mm -hmm. but let's start by backing up and looking at 2020. Because on a normal year, how many mission, short-term mission projects does McGregor uh, send out? Uh, over the last few years, we've averaged between eight and 10 a, a year, just depending on the year. We have many uh, areas that we go to that we've had long-term investments with, and so we continue to go back there. Uh, but that would be an average uh, over the last right. few years. So for 2020, how many of those eight to 10 short-term mission projects uh, happened? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was a tough year. It was a rough year. And um, the pandemic hit pretty early on in the year. And most of our mission trips, you know, very, have you ever had one go out in January, February? That's probably pretty rare. It's, it's rare. We have had them go out in February. In fact, uh, this year we had one scheduled to Haiti in February. And we had great hopes that it was going to happen. And then nope. right at the end, no. So all of them got canceled in 2020. Yes. And I think, you know, as we saw that, coming upon us, most of us realize, wait a minute, probably travel's not the best idea at this time, probably not even gonna be allowed. I know one of our church members mm -hmm. uh, was over on a individual mission project over in Germany, helping out his his kids who are, I believe, IMB missionaries. Yep. And he missed the last flight out of Germany <laughs> by just a little bit. Right. And was stuck over there like three months. Yep. 
And so, you know, I don't think you get stuck somewhere three months, but you right. could get stuck somewhere. Well, as most people know, once you step onto a foreign soil, they have the right to do what they want with you as a guest there. So if you come on there and you somehow test positive, they can sequester you and take you to a secured facility. I mean, there's nothing you can really do as a U.S. citizen once you step out of the country. Right. And we'll come back to talk about some of those challenges uh, in just a minute. But mm -hmm. let's let's think now 2021, because right. 2020, nothing happened as yes. far as those short-term mission yeah. projects. Uh, but now here we are in 2021. Uh, as you just mentioned, the first trip that we had scheduled of those eight to 10 or however mm -hmm. many there are got canceled already. Yes. And now we're looking at uh, several that are lined up for the summer. Yes. What, as far as you know, what's the status on, on trips uh, coming up the rest of the year? But it's it's a very fluid situation, and it's really based on the destination country to a great part. Of course, there's some stipulations that the U.S. government is putting on people coming back into the country. Right. And those can change almost daily. And particularly the, the other countries that we go to um, have implemented things just this past week. It's like, well, you didn't say that the week before. So we just don't know what's coming down the road. And that's one of the real challenges with trying to get out. We have every intention to try to go this year, uh, but we're gonna be wise and prudent in making our decision on whether or not we'll go. And a lot of that has to do with the missionaries we work with. Um, we rely on them heavily for strategy once we get in country and for this COVID uh, pandemic for inside information about what's going on in country. Mm -hmm. I know for myself who has typically led a trip to Guatemala in the summer, looking at that, uh, some of the variables you, you consider, I know just recently the CDC, you know, they have a, a rating on every country. Mm -hmm. and oh, went, yeah. And, yeah. And Guatemala, I think it was last week, sometime last week, went from level three to level four, which is the highest That's level, which right. is basically don't go. Yes. Unless yeah. you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't told my wife that yet, so I hope she's not listening. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, this is broadcast <laughs> later, so it'll be fine by then. You can break it to her. It'll be fine. So that's one thing. And, and then we, uh, the other thing is you mentioned what our own government has as far as the return being able to come back in the United States now as of January, I think it was January 26th, somewhere mm -hmm. around the end of January, that you had to have a, a negative. Right. COVID test within the last, I believe it was 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that was the requirement. So while you're in Guatemala or London or wherever you are, right. <laughs> you have to get said test yep. within 72 hours mm -hmm. and then have to test negative and then you can return. And even right. on that, if you look closely at what the CDC says, they encourage you know, even quarantining right. once you get back. Right. So you've got a whole lot of challenges. And then I mm -hmm. spoke to our missionary in Guatemala just two days ago, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, what's going on down there? Why'd y'all go to level four? And he goes, we're at level four now? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, had, he had no idea. He said, that, that must be recent. I said, yeah, I think it's very recent. But he said, they're not experiencing any kind of, that he knew about mm -hmm. Spike, but they are extremely locked down. Mm -hmm. You have to wear a mask anywhere in the country. Right. Uh, if you're planning on coming here, just be prepared that mm -hmm. you're going to wear that thing mm -hmm. all the time, except right. when you're, you know, sleeping and eating. You're, right. You've got the got the mask on. Right. And he said there is cap there is the the, the the ability to get the test done. Uh, we can get those. They're about fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. Maybe we come, you know, come back closer to the airport a day earlier so we have time to make sure we get all those tests done. And I said, okay, so what happens if someone tests positive? Right. Right. Know? And uh, he said, well, we can, we can probably work something out, but mm -hmm. ultimately that person or persons 
gets an extra extended uh, mission trip in, wow. uh, in Guatemala. So wow. these are things that you're thinking about. And mm-hmm. I know folks that are planning on going with my team, I know right. they're thinking about that right. and going, is that something I can risk? Yes. Will I miss work? Exactly. And so it, it creates all kinds of challenges. And so while we haven't canceled any more trips, mm-hmm. the, the challenge is pretty big. It is. So, it, our, you know, in, in light of all that, what are your thoughts? Do you think there's a good chance we'll still be able to do these trips? My hope and my prayer is that we will be able to get out on some of these trips, uh, possibly late summer or fall. Uh, once we have a better idea if uh, herd immunity is starting to take effect, if enough people have gotten immunizations, um, we just we just don't know. Uh, the the yeah. we had a trip uh, to Cuba, um, and we already know that it's pushed way back if we do it at all. So we're seeing already the pushing of trips mm. later and later in the year. So we just we don't know. Here's another angle to think about. You know. Uh, Typically, when we go on a trip, for the most part, I mean, there, there are some that have a little more extreme environments and circumstances, but there's not a, not a huge risk involved. Right. And we look in the New Testament mm-hmm. and we see those first missionaries. Right. Um, we think about Paul mm-hmm. and you know, Barnabas yep. and Timothy and, mm-hmm. and, and some of the challenges they faced in spreading the gospel. And so I think there comes a a part there as well, where we go. Okay, I'm I'm willing to go, but but yeah, there is a, there there might be a risk. Have mm-hmm. you thought about that side of it as well? Well, ultimately, there's a component of risk on all of these trips, even though they are some of them are easier than others. But it, it, once you step outside your front door, yeah, it's a big wide <laughs> That's world. That's true. Yes. You know, so um, you, you know when we go up into the Andes Mountains. It's high, high altitude. We've had people have to come down for health reasons because they just couldn't handle the, you know, the ten plus yep. thousand feet. Right. So um, we think about that. Um, we've had early on people chased out of villages in Africa uh, by the villagers, and so there's there's an element of risk, yep. and people should know that going in. Right. I mean, um, but we try to work, like I said, with missionaries on the field who know their stuff, who have a strategy, who have a plan for me, uh, for reaching a specific population or people group. Um, and so that goes a long way to, you know, yeah. easing, easing things once you step over there. I have one more question about the 2021 schedule. I know one of the new trips is to Nepal. Tell me a yes. little bit about that, because that, that sounds like a fascinating uh, mission opportunity. Yeah. I know it's connected with our speaker as well yes, that we had yes. recently. Yes, uh, Kevin Phillips, who uh, founded For All Mankind Movement, um, has just done a beautiful job uh, creating um, a ministry that targets people to disciple them and move them into uh, forming churches. And um, he's focused on India, he's been in Dubai, and now one of their pastors uh, has moved back to his home country of Nepal and is starting work there. And so I first met uh, Kevin uh, just over a year ago uh, at a missions conference and just fell in love with his uh, approach to Bible storing, to people that are illiterate, semi-literate, and then the accountability of people going out and sharing with other people. Mm. It's, it's, it's really good. So what's the environment like where they're heading in Nepal for this? Do you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 
it's a long trip. Let's yeah. just start with that. Uh, it is at altitude. Uh, right. There will be um, a pastor over there, a national. Uh, it's uh, with a team of probably four from our church at this first time. Mm. Uh, there could be some other churches there for the same project. And they'll be going around Bible storying and helping uh, establish new believers in the faith. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool. It's cool, man. Cool it's cool opportunity. Yeah. All right. So um, before we move into talking about things we can do, because it sounds like so far we're talking about things that we might not be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, your 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 like podcast weight here. You're not the uh, walking around. Uh, you're just a little too well behaved, but that's okay. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just not I'm used trying, to this. I'm Wait. trying to uh, look. I'm I'm trying to establish a tone for your very first episode. Oh, bless you. Yeah. So I mean, if you, you want, you don't want, you don't want to take it off the rails. I can go off the rails. <laughs> I don't have a problem going off the rails. Just give me the cue. Yeah. We're we're off the rails. All right. So thinking about how the question that we started with, how can we do missions? Because right. just because we can't go on trips doesn't right. mean missions are out the window. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Give me yeah. some thoughts and ideas here. Well, uh, just recently, our Ends of the Earth team, which is the, the group of folks here at McGregor that are tasked with, tasked with helping oversee uh, the people we partner with and what we do financially with those people, we did a training with our Southern Baptist International Mission Board uh, it was an online Zoom type training, and one of the ni- uh, nights we attended was how can we reach people in our home city because that's maybe what we have in 2021, and there are internationals everywhere in every city. Uh, they gave the statistic, and I, I couldn't believe it, so I looked it up. One in seven people in America right now were born outside of the United States. Wow. In Lee County, it's one in five. So you look around and there are internationals everywhere, but are we willing to get out of our comfort zone zone even here? It's easy going on a mission trip. Oh, I'm out of my comfort zone uh, for a week and a half. Mm -hmm. But here, every single day, we can be out of our comfort zone and look for those opportunities with maybe people that are a little bit different than we are, but need the love and light of Jesus in their life. Yeah, what a challenge, because you're right. When we go on a mission trip, we kind of get in a mindset, okay, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going there for the purpose of, of, of serving and sharing the gospel. Um, and I will never see these people again, right, most right, likely. Right. And I come back. But, mm-hmm. but the challenge is those people, I shouldn't say those mm-hmm. people, but you know what I mean, people that are from, like you said, they were born in another country, mm-hmm. they're right here. Yeah. Yeah. And not only those that are born in another country, but there's lost people all around us. Right, right. I mean, what percentage of the people that live in Lee County don't know Christ? Exactly. And so I guess the thought is there are internationals that we can mm-hmm. reach. There mm-hmm. are nationals we can reach. Absolutely. So how do we get that going? That's a great, right. great idea. Right. Well, we started with the Ends of the Earth team just challenging one another. How can this week we do something a little bit different that pushes us out into international mindset living. And so, I I mean, I have restaurants I like to go to, but maybe I could change the restaurant I go to. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could change the gas station where I get my gas because I know there's an international possibly working there. Uh, There are lots of different shops up and down 41 uh, that are different uh, international 
businesses. Mm -hmm. So there's people everywhere, and it's it's scary sometimes. I mean, it, you know, the guy behind the counter, I was a little nervous when I asked him his name, you know, and so... But that's how it starts. That's how it started. And now yeah. I have an appreciation for K-pop music after going to the restaurant. <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh, man, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. I know which restaurant you're talking yeah, about because yes. I love that. Yeah. Because we do a little commercial for Poke Bowl. Yeah, with Wynn behind the counter and Wynn. his wife. Yeah. So when you go to Poke Bowl ask on 41. For, ask for Wynn. And just... Uh, just north of Crystal. Yeah. On good, the east side. So, okay, so be, being sensitive of people that we come in contact with, right. maybe even going out of our way to yes. come in contact with yes. people. Okay, so what's next? What, what are some other steps? Right. Well, um, we're beginning to look how to uh, get a strategy uh, more intact for reaching people in Fort Myers, not only internationals, but there are, like you said, a, a lot of lost people, whether they're disenfranchised or homeless or uh, really hurting. People are still struggling from the impact of this COVID on so many different levels, uh, socially, uh, mentally, emotionally. And so they're hurting people. And we know um, in times of calamity, whether it's a hmm. typhoon or hurricane, people are more open to spiritual conversations. That's right. Um, because the end could be nearer than they think. Yeah. So take advantage of every opportunity. And even, even I mean, we've been blessed in our state where it's maybe not been as locked down, obviously, right. as a lot of right. places, but still people are affected mm -hmm. by this emotionally mm -hmm. in a different way. So you're yeah. right. I think people yeah. would be perhaps more open at this time. Right. It's just a matter of, are we willing exactly. to start those conversations yeah. and, and, yeah. and yeah. talk to folks? Yeah, and if people um, get a vaccination, of course, they're going to feel a little more, I would hope, emboldened to get out and be out amongst the people. So hopefully that'll be an area where people will be, feel more comfortable getting out. So there's a vaccine that'll make me feel more bold to share my faith? Is that what you're saying? So I'm working on it. <laughs> Wouldn't it's, that be awesome? <laughs> it's, it's called time in the word. Time in the word. Yep. There you go. Spending time with the Lord. Yep. And, yes. Well, I think the I think the challenge moving forward uh, for all of us is to realize it's not about just those people that go on a mission trip, but that we all are missionaries right where we are, that we all are, as, as Pastor mm -hmm. Russell likes to use the phrase ambassadors. Yes. Uh, that we have, we have the message of hope, mm -hmm. but yet... We're not mm -hmm. proclaiming that. Right. We're not sharing that. Yeah. And so conversations like what we're having right now, conversations uh, in our life groups on Sunday morning, mm -hmm. in our worship services, the more we talk about it, the more we're going to be reminded of that need to share. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you have a team, your EOE, Into mm -hmm. the Earth team, and I hope you all continue to think of ways that you can engage our, our whole mm -hmm. congregation uh, mm -hmm. and others that may be listening that aren't even part of our church. That well, that'd be wonderful because it's, it's for every uh, born-again Christian. Uh, our mandate is clear in the scripture. We're to go and make disciples amongst all people. And um, it's just very clear. Absolutely. Hey, tell us, tell us uh, one thing that, that folks might not know about Wade as we, uh, as we wrap up here. Just one? 
Well, I might let you go more than one if it's, if it's a good one, but. I, I, you know this, and several people know this, but I used to do a lot of clowning, uh, especially on the mission field, because uh, you can do a lot of things as a clown uh, and not have to have any language. And it engages not only children, but the adults that are around too. So I used to do that fairly regularly in all the countries we've served in and then some here in the States. Yeah, you even, your clown had a name and a theme song. So can yes. we yes. Can we get a little glimpse of that? Yes, uh, the cl- my clown character's Wingtips, the heaven-bound hobo. Yeah. Wingtips, the heaven-bound hobo. Wingtips, the heaven-bound hobo. Wingtips, the heaven-bound hobo says you ought to go to heaven to bow. See? Oh, look at that. So catchy. It's catchy. People will be singing that all over the place now. Thanks, Wingtips. Yes. I appreciate you so much, Wade. Thank you. Uh, And I think on that note, this will wrap up our very first episode of Here at Home. And thank you, Wade, for joining us and being a part of our our Here at Home podcast community. And thank you, listeners, also for being part of our podcast community. What a blessing it is to be able to share what God's doing here at home and to be encouraged together. And as I said at the very beginning, if you haven't subscribed yet, please take a moment to do that. And while you're subscribing, you might want to check out our other podcast channels. Wait, did you know we have other podcast channels? I did not know. Well, head on over to hereathomepodcast.com and you can see those other podcast channels. Beautiful. Now, is that H-E-R-E or H-E-A-R? It's H-E-R-E. Oh, then I'll remember that. Like you hear something. Okay. Here at Home Podcast. Okay. Dot com. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time back here at Here at Home.